Welcome to Queer Perth with Oddie and Clint, shining a light on LGBTQIA plus community groups, events and what's happening in Buru. We're proudly recording on the lands of the Wajak Noongar people and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Coming up this episode, Oddie and I catch up after my COVID break. We talk about what it means to be a side. Oddie has a chat with resident drag queen Faye Rocious, and we discuss how to know if you're non-binary. I'm back. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for uh, running the ship last episode. Apologies, but COVID finally got me. It got you. And it finally got you too. It did. Literally the day that we recorded the last episode was the day I got it. <laughs> but we're all recovered now. Yep. Back That's on good. track. Glad to have you back. So Ian, what's been going on in your world? Oh, a lot has been happening actually. The Perth Hornets had their AGM, so annual general meeting, and that was good. It was uh, fairly long, like good discussion. Um, but I have been voted back in as president. Oh, woohoo! Yeah. Uh, and very excited because we have a committee of seven. So it means that we can get a lot more done this year. So I'm really excited. We have a, a big plan ahead. So awesome. keep an eye out for the Hornets. How have you been? Uh, keeping, keeping a low key, but um, I did finally get around to seeing Doctor Strange 2 on the weekend. Finally. OMG. OMG. Good, the, right? Yeah. The Illuminati lineup, just wow. Just wow. No spoilers, but worth watching. Uh, probably worth watching, especially if you've seen all the other movies, but um, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Did you get to watch the first episode of All Stars RuPaul Drag Race? Yes. Season seven? Both episodes. Both episodes, because yeah. you forgot the second one. I forgot. I didn't even realize there was a second one. Because you yeah. messaged me. You were like, oh my God, have you seen it? And I was like, no, not yet. And then I watched two and you're like, and I was like, have you seen the second one? No. Yeah. Good. But yeah, like, I think this is the All-Stars that, or this is what All-Stars should have always been, is, mm. is the winners of past uh, seasons competing. So it's just everything. And I really like the format. I won't say anything about how it works, but... I really like this format compared to past seasons. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, maybe go and check it out if it's your thing. If not, go and check it out anyway. Mm. <laughs> and uh, there was a wine tour yesterday. There was. So at the time of this recording, uh, it was the Saturday, twenty first of May. Uh, we had a female and non-binary Swan Valley tour. Uh, big shout out to Seth and Phoebe, who were my event hosts. I didn't think it was appropriate for a, a cis male to go along to a female non-binary uh, wine tour. So uh, big shout out to Seth and Phoebe for, for holding fort for me. Um, but representing. Seen, representing. Um, I've seen some photos and some videos of the day and it looked really, really fun. And I've had some really good feedback. So I'm glad to have made sure that went well. Yeah, well done, Perth Gay Social Club. Yeah. Um, I, oh, speaking of photos, I also saw some photos go up for the basketball. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the basketball. Yeah. The photos came out today, um, which I just saw. I got tagged in one. Oh, my God. It was an incredible night. Yeah. Uh, I had a bit of COVID brain fog, but that could have been the alcohol as well. Um, but what, a, what a, um, a, an amazing event. Uh, shout out to Perspectors, the committee, Justin Barnes, just an incredible effort. And I believe they raised about $11,000 that goes towards uh, PFLAG, 
uh, ending conversion um, practices. Uh, and the third one, I think, is the Freedom Center. Such incredible groups to, to contribute towards. Uh, and I believe that the Perspectives get some of that fundraising as well. So well worth it. Fun times. Sad I wasn't there. But anyway... So Clint, I was on Grinder, just, you know, because I rarely go on Grindr. <laughs> um, and I noticed that uh, they've introduced a new sexual position called a side. Have you ever heard of a side before? Oh, I, I love a good side. Yeah. Potatoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, a bit of salad <laughs> with your meat and veg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know I have heard that term before. Um Recently, but I was actually having a conversation last night with a friend uh, who I haven't spoken to in about a month and uh, yeah, called him up and we had a good old chat, caught up about what's been going on in our lives and <clears throat> inevitably it leads to, you know, any intimate moments we've been having. Um, <clears throat> and I actually mentioned to him how uh, a few of my recent hookups have been uh, guys that identify as sides and he was like, oh, what's that? Um, so kind of educated him on that and explained to him that for me, it was actually what I was kind of what I was looking for, you know, didn't really, wasn't really looking for anal or, you know, that kind of going the full gamut was just happily looking for kisses, cuddles and just other forms of intimacy. Yeah. So I, um, I saw that it was introduced on, on Grindr. And I thought it'd be a great topic to talk about. So I did a bit of research, like I always like to do, um, just so I can understand what a side is. And Urban Dictionary defines it as a homosexual male who does not enjoy anal penetration, giving or receiving, but will engage in other forms of same-sex activity. Uh, And so the article that this is on um, also says a quote from a comedian, Michael Henry, who did like this little video that we watched a little bit earlier, which is where the potatoes and side salad came from. <laughs> uh, and it said, he says, finally, the concept of anal sex not being the end all be all for gay men needs to be more widely embraced. Finally, a term for it. I've wasted so much time over the years trying to explain and justify it. This is a leap forward in gay evolution. And we'll link this to the show notes. Uh, but I think... Um, the Urban Dictionary definition kind of sums it up and um, Michael's comments are exactly right. Like I think some people don't necessarily like labels. However, um, some people do. And, you know, more often than not, we're trying to describe something and if it's not that widely understood, how do I explain to you that I don't want anal sex? Like I just, I want that form of intimacy. I want that body contact, that kissing. Uh, and now we have a term for it, which apparently has been around since 2013. Um, but more, more and more, you know, things evolve and get shared and people start using different terminology. And I identify myself as a top. However, I don't always want anal. So sometimes I just want that intimacy. So it's, you know, interchangeable sometimes I want to be a side (laughs) um yeah it's pretty interesting but I think it doesn't like this is a gay term however I'm sure that other sexual uh, identities can um associate with that term as well like I'm sure that lesbians like that uh that side intimacy heterosexual couples like that side intimacy 
you know, any sexual preference probably can um, identify with that as well. So the, the other side of it that I can think of is that sometimes um, the effort that it goes into uh, to prepare for anal sex um, is time consuming, especially for a bottom. Uh, a bottom. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that is one reason, but not the only reason why people sometimes like just that, that side intimacy. Um, but I think it also goes back to the question we answered last week about anxiety for sex, um, for, for, for a top, uh, you know, performing, staying hard for however long, do I come too quickly? Do I come not, not long enough? Um, you know, there's all of that sexual anxiety, which you can take off the table, uh, if you just have that side intimacy. Um, I think I get that anxiety even with the side intimacy, um, but I think there's that less pressure on the preparation for a bottom or the top or, you know, I think tops have it easier, but that's my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think we should definitely throw that to our listeners. Uh, have you heard the terminology sides? Uh, are there other terminologies similar to this uh, in, you know, your spheres that perhaps we haven't heard of? Let us know. Uh, hit us up on our socials at Queer Perth or the website QueerPerth.com. And in today's episode, I am joined by Faye Rocious, our resident drag queen. Now, we didn't have Donna Kebab available, so we went with the next best thing. Welcome, Faye. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. We feel so welcome. That's I always nice. do. Yes, I know. <laughs> How are you today, Ian? You good? I'm doing great. I had a sleep in this morning, so that was good. That must be nice. Look at you. Living your best <laughs> And how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just surviving the cold mm -hmm. um, and just trying to, you know, juggle 700 things as usual. You know what it's like, Ian. Of course. You're never, never sleeping. You're always doing something. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking back about uh, trying to think of when I first met you. Um, and oh, God. I, I really can't remember, but I do remember that um, if I was to ever go into the drag world, I would probably call you my drag mother because uh, we dressed up as the Spice Girls together for a quiz night. Oh my God, we did. <laughs> yes, we sure did. You were baby. I was Jerry, Ginger. It oh was my glorious. God. That was so long. How, long. how many years ago was that now? Like Three, four? I think. Four? Oh yeah, something like that. And we've been best friends ever since. Absolutely. You've been <laughs> harassing me ever since. <laughs> You say that, I say friends. Okay, sure, we'll go with one. Um, so, before we continue any further, please just uh, give us a little bit about who Ferocious is um, and also just uh, what your pronouns are as well. Well, I guess Ferocious is a, like, psychopath, never sleeping, always tired, always on the go, five foot two Italian nonna, I guess that's how I like to describe her. <laughs> are, you, are you five foot two? Oh, I'm... Oh, with with heels on, you mean? Like I'm, I'm pretty short without shoes on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. I'm, I'm like a little no. I'm like a little pocket rocket. I, that's what they call me. The kids. That's what all the kids call me. Oh. Um, I guess when you're standing next to Donica Bab, anyone's pint size. So that's <laughs> this fine. is true. This is true. Um, I guess my pronouns in drag are uh, she. I suppose she, her, and then out of drag, he, him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like to keep the two worlds very separate. So yeah. Awesome. Um, how did 
Feyrocious come about and when? Um, uh, Feyrocious came about when I was uh, 16. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to be on a committee organizing underage uh, Pride youth events um, with Pride WA. And we used to do underage Pride discos at the Lidderville HQ back in the day. Um, And the drag queens that I had booked for that event um, unfortunately had to cancel, so me and my friends decided to just do it. Um, and that's how it happened, by accident, I guess. And then it's been that way ever since. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I suppose mm-hmm. that's the that's the best way to go into something that you end up loving is you kind of fall into it, I suppose. Yeah, like I had no intention of it being anything. It was just like three days before the event, all my entertainment had cancelled, so we were like, oh, what are we going to do now? Let's just do it ourselves and obviously it was cheaper that way because we didn't have to pay anybody so it was good Mm -hmm. win-win so you're saying that instead of using you i should just do my own drag absolutely ian i will (laughs) happily i will happily take a night off (laughs) (laughs) now i saw you at a drag factory on uh wednesday night just gone Mm -hmm. uh, and you did a number with cougar uh cougar morrison where you dressed up as danny and uh cougar dressed up as sandy from greece yes I thought that was absolutely brilliant, but I've never seen you in um, like a, a, a drag queen, drag king form. Yes. Um, have you done it before? Um, well, usually whenever we do Grease or like any sort of numbers where there is a male female situation, I guess because out of out of the the girls, I'm sort of the the one that looks most like a man. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually uh, take the male role. Um, and let's be honest, next to Cougar Morrison, anyone looks like a bloke. So I was like, you know what? I'll take one for the team. Well, um, you were fantastic. I thought it was really good. It was fun. I had a good time. It was good. And especially because you were saying that Cougar's been in um, uh, isolation. So you rehearsed over Zoom? Yep. Yep. So Tuesday night, we did a, a Skype call and we rehearsed over Skype. It was very bizarre, but it was fine. We got it, we got it going. Yeah, you looked great. I thought it was really good. It's unfortunately the times they're in, hey? It's like... It sure you is. to make do with what you got. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me get back to my questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you do with your time when you're not favorociousing around? Um, so um, I have like a normal human day job, I like to call it. So like mm-hmm. my my Clark Kent job, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a professional makeup artist for MAC Cosmetics. Um, and I do that uh, like four or five days a week. And do you ever get downtime? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, um, I didn't think you did. <laughs> no. I um, Like, usually Mondays are my downtime days. Like, Mondays is, like, my adulting day, I call it. So, like, throughout the week, I make a list of things I need to do on the Monday. So, then Monday, it's, like, my, my day to just do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, no. Usually, that doesn't exist in my, in my world. It keeps you out of trouble, I suppose. I suppose. Could be worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be worse. What's your most memorable moment or funniest moment in drag? Memorable? There's a few, I guess. So um, a couple of years ago, uh, Michelle Visage came over and like hosted a, a drag event at the court. Oh, wow. Um, and we didn't know until the night, but um, RuPaul was actually there as well. No way. Yeah. So I got to perform for RuPaul and Michelle Visage, which was crazy. Were they scoping out for... Um, I don't think, I don't think so, because back then, like... Um, I think it was only like season six or seven had aired at that point. Right. Okay. It was yeah, it was quite a long time ago. Um, and because a lot of people don't know that RuPaul's husband is actually from Perth, oh, so okay. he actually comes here a lot 
um, wow. like incognito and like visits because they have a property down in Mandra. So yeah, he was here. He just happened to be here the same time as Michelle and they just both rocked up to the court and watched us perform, which was mental. That is very cool. Yeah, so that's probably one of the most memorable ones. And then obviously, like, I guess winning five Pratt Awards last year was pretty crazy. Did you win um, five? <laughs> yeah. You know, people like to tell me I only won four because Miss Congeniality doesn't count. But um, especially, <laughs> it definitely especially, counts. Especially if you ask Perry Prism, you know, it doesn't count. But anyway, that's another story for another time. <laughs> probably the funniest moment, I guess, would be uh, one time I did a hen's party down in Rockingham, which should have been my first red flag. Um, I walked in and the bride threw up all over me. That was pretty fun. Just straight away? Just like walked out and just straight away, which I understand. Like if I saw me in the daylight, I'd probably throw up too. But um, Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. Yeah. So, so like I was going to call out the, the awards a bit later, but obviously mm-hmm. you did it yourself. Um, <laughs> I, I think they were very well deserved. Thank um, you. What were the five awards that you won? Uh, so, Miss Congeniality, obviously, mm-hmm. being the controversial one. Um, uh, event of the Year, which was for Drag Factory, which is the event that I host every Wednesday at the court. Mm-hmm. Um, show of the Year for the Dua Lipa show that I did last year. Uh, Perth's Favourite Drag Queen, which is humongous. Um, and then Entertainer of the Year, which is crazy. So, yeah, I um, won the five major awards. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's mental. I could, I could not be happier for you. I think that was incredible. Thank you. Last year was mental for me. So yeah. I'm ha- really happy to just like not only get the, I guess, the recognition, but also, you know, just know, cool, I'm on the right on the right track, you know, taking over a venue, especially surrounded with so much controversy, if you will, um, was mm. definitely a very scary thing to do. And yeah, I, had, absolutely. You know, I had big shoes to fill. Literally and you know metaphorically. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, crazy, absolutely crazy. Now, are you going to back it up this year? Uh, I mean, well, I can't I can't win Entertainer of the Year again, so that's definitely not out of the question. Oh, um, is that is that just a, a, a one time thing? I believe so. Yes. Um, okay. Definitely hoping to. I mean, Drive Factory is one every year, so I, I feel like this year, if I if I if we don't win it again, it'll be my fault because everything's my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully, show of the year again with my new show coming up yeah i don't know i mean it'll be nice but yeah it's um we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see where the world is in october you know who who knows yeah who knows uh now you just touched on um your show coming up um you're celebrating 10 years of drag this year. a whole decade of bloody drag yeah wow you're old aren't i my god it's mental um so yeah so when i was sort of writing the show i wanted it to be like not only i guess a celebration of a decade of drag, but also a celebration of like everybody who's been there with me along the way, I think, because mm. I think it's like, obviously without people coming and supporting, you know, drag wouldn't exist, you know? So um, yeah. there's a little section in the show for the audience and for people who have come to watch the show to sort of get involved and celebrate with me, um, which I think is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, it's uh, the biggest Biggest show in Court Hotel history in terms of cast, budget, and, like, craziness. So, like, it's... it's um, The Court have really took taken a chance with me on this show. And, yeah, I've... I've yeah, it's it's um, mental without saying anything else. <laughs> like, if I were to describe the show in one word, it's mental. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, 
it's I wanted it to be a surprise as well. Like a lot of the songs you wouldn't maybe expect me to do, I think, which I think is really cool. I do recall you mentioning you're going to be performing to someone you don't particularly like. Yes, which I'm sure <laughs> that probably gives it away. But um, yeah. the open, yeah, like one of the tracks in it, people are going to be like, what the? Oh, am I allowed to swear in this, by the way? Oh, you can swear, sure. Yeah, so like, uh, <laughs> so I guess a lot of the, well, like, yeah, one of the tracks in the show, people are going to be like, what the fuck, why is she doing this for? But um, mm. yeah, I just, I wanted it to just be a giant celebration. You know, I didn't want it to be anything like, political or anything crazy or anything to that you had to think anything about i just want you to come in have a drink have a good time leave your bullshit at the door and just celebrate with us you know like mm. there's so much bad stuff going on in the world at the moment. Mm. i just wanted this show to just be like a positive thing that people can come and enjoy and smile you know yeah just some fun yeah that's awesome and so it's called the show is called x um x. like roman numerals x which means 10 Mm-hmm. Um, so a decade, yeah. And it'll be running every Friday from when to when? So it's every Friday in June. Um, cool. So I have special guests every week of people who have been with me on the journey. So we do solos at 10.30 and then the big shows at 11. What was the first one at 10.30? 10.30, yeah, which is just, uh, so we're all doing solos, me and the special guests each week. And then yeah. um, the main show with the special guests and six dancers is at 11.30. Very exciting. So that starts on the 3rd of June, right? Yep. So two weeks. Excellent. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Are you prepared? Um, yes. <laughs> prepared as you can be for a, a mammoth show. Like um, there's always a lot of variables that go into it, I guess. So like, you know, costumes not arriving, like uh, tech things not happening, the screen not, you know, the court have that giant tv screen behind the stage so like that not working and then you know there's always in the back of your head oh are we gonna have a covid something yeah um it's always looming yeah like last year for Dua Lipa, um two weeks before we were meant to open um the government did that like mini shutdown do you remember like oh, yeah. in, in may so like we had to delay the show for a whole month so it was just like everything was ready we were all ready to go and then all of a sudden it was like huh jokes <laughs> the government hate entertainment industry. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's um, we're ready as ready as you can be, you know. What are some of your favorite drag expressions, or you know, the the slang? Give us some of them. Mm, drag slang. I mean, it's not. I. It's not really slang, but I love. I love when like people who only see Drag Race. Or, like, they don't see normal, like, they don't see us, or they don't see, like, normal drag. They only watch Drag Race, and then they come to see us, and they start slinging Drag Race lingo at us, and we're just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, leave me alone. Um, Here we go. <laughs> oh, and oh, my favorite thing ever is when people come up to you, and they're like, oh, you look like this famous drag queen from Drag Race. It's like, okay, <laughs> thank you. That's so nice. You know, you must get that all the time, Ian, when people come up to you and say, oh, my God, Ian, you look like Ricky Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Have I had... I don't know if I've had Ricky Martin, but (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) But yes, Um, but yeah, you're like, oh, really? I look like that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't... I guess I don't really have much slang terms. We're all just a bunch of us, like, ochre Australians, I guess. So, it's more so the Australian... Um, lingos like you know we're very influenced by Kath and Kim mm-hmm. you know just all the good ones true 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 pro, you pro. Know. yeah <laughs> do you have any upcoming 
drag queen talent that comes to mind that uh, you think are, are really standing out and making a name for themselves? I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, like up and coming is a very like weird, well, not weird term, but like a very, you know, interesting term. Cause I feel like the thing with Perth drag is nowadays, especially God, I say nowadays, like I'm 107, but <laughs> nowadays there are so many like avenues for, for up and coming drag queens to perform, which is so good. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like in terms of like, let's say from a drag factory point of view, um, people like you know kiara climax she's i guess what you would call you know a baby i suppose because she's only been doing drag a year but she's there every single wednesday mm -hmm. uh you know new costumes new hair trying new numbers um so i guess from like a drag factory point of view that's great that's what we like to see um yeah. you know when i first sort of started 107 years ago um you know i did drag factory straight for three and a half years before i got a job you know so it's like scene commitment is really good from her um yeah i mean like all like the cherry bomb performers and stuff like those there's so many performers that go there which is really great yeah um yeah i think it's really good that now we have so many venues that are willing to have drag um i feel like you know back when we were younger it was like it was only ever the court and connections mm. you know there was no brunches and no bingos and no you know straight straight venues wanting us and now it's so good. There are so many more yep. opportunities and so many more avenues for people to explore different elements of drag, which I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. Because hmm. um, I was I was thinking that uh, Drag Factory, it's all about that amateur drag and mm -hmm. you always promote it to be, um, if you want to give it a go, you're new to it, you've never done it before. And you get plenty of those, don't you? You get people coming down oh, who have never done it before. Yep. And it's their opportunity to just try it out yeah just the good thing with yeah the good thing with drag factory and even like um dragathon at connections on a thursday like it's it's essentially an open stage like you can literally come in as long as you've got two tracks and ready to go and it's there's no expectation qualification or like prerequisites it's literally just an open stage for you to come in and practice your craft mm. great and and because you've got all that experience around you like you and cougar and donna and then you've got Barbie and Alexis and mm. like I've named a few, but there's so many with that experience and just diverse experience that the opportunity to just go and be in your presence, God, that's yeah, like no, worshipping you. You know, but it's so you know true. what I mean? Yeah. And like, and the good thing, the good thing I think as well with, especially like, I mean, um, like me, Donna and Cougar, now that we run, you know, the, the court sort of Wednesday circuit is we came up through that circuit. You know, like we know what it's like to slug it out every bloody Wednesday and like, and I always try and tell the kids, I'm like, you guys are so lucky that you get money for winning. Like when I first started Drag Factory, it was a $50 bar card for first place and you had to spend it that night. It's like, there was yeah, no right. cash, nothing. It was, you got a bar card, congratulations, see you next week. So it's like, whenever the kids win the money, I'm like, don't go and spend it on McDonald's for fuck's sakes. Like, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> save it and go buy because like a hundred dollars realistically that can get you i mean, not a lot but it can get you quite a bit of things like quite that's not even english quite you know quite a lot of things on you know like your ebay or like your you know your your, your swap meets and you know your aliexpresses and stuff yeah so it's like, like reinvest it back into yeah, exactly. your craft yeah exactly now I, I just i wanted to touch on the fact that drag factory is not 
um, just for drag queens anymore. And it's not just for yep. um, male identifying people. It's for anyone and everyone. But can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah. So Drag Factory is anything under the humongous umbrella that is drag. So mm. you can be a drag queen, drag king, drag whatever, you know, gender illusionist, pretty much anything under the world of drag. Mm. We accept, you know, not accept, but like, you know, it's it's what it's there for. One of the um, the people that really stands out to me as someone who I adore is Moxie Hart. Oh, who, my God, I love Moxie Hart so much. Who is that kind of like, um, I don't know what, what umbrella, like part of the drag umbrella she sits under, so I won't attempt that but um she's just incredible and i believe goes... that i believe the term i mean i'm i could be wrong because i i haven't done my research but i believe the term is called afab okay which is assigned female at birth drag queen yep. i believe i believe don't quote me but i'm pretty sure that's what it's called mm. um yeah i think i think we have we have quite a few actually um afab drag queens in perth yeah. and moxie's so lovely oh isn't she i have so much time for moxie Hart. she's gorgeous and like she's one name that that jumps to mind, but like you said, there's so many mm-hmm. amazing drag talent that mm-hmm. yeah, just yep. um, wherever you go that does it, anyone listening, just recommend you go and just support that that talent because everyone's out there giving it a red hot go and learning as they go. So yeah, I mean, and the good even thing, even you, yeah, I mean the good thing with Perth, especially like we have so many different venues for so many different types of drag, which is so good. Like. You know, like obviously connections on a Saturday night is you're more commercial, let's say. You're more mm-hmm. commercial, like your your show girly drag is sort of what I call it because it's, you know, the big stage, the big lighting, the curtain, the costumes, you know, like the big hair, the, all the sort of the glamour of, mm. you know, the big stage. Like obviously your Wednesday, Thursday open mic drag night, so you're more sort of mixed bag sort of cabaret type drag where you don't really know what's going to walk out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you're like your Friday night shows at the court, you know, like it's, it's obviously a brick stage dance floor with a giant screen behind it. So like, you know, it's a very much like suspend your disbelief and just imagine (laughs) you're, you know, at the O2 arena in London or something, you know, like it's very that, you know, you're in everyone, you know, you're really close to the audience. You're in everyone's faces. It's top 40. It's very poppy, very far pace. Um, And then you've got places like cherry bomb, which, you know, like it's very, I mean, I haven't, I haven't performed a cherry bomb before, but from the videos I've seen, it's a very, Similar to the Drive Factory Dragathon sort of thing, where it's a very open stage, you can pretty much do what you want, but it seems very, you know, like very underground and very, you know, like a bit grungy, which I think is really cool. And I'm so glad that's coming back. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's, I feel like you're very spoiled for choice in drag, you know. And then also, I, I can't obviously forget to um, talk about like Geneva and all of Geneva's sort of left of center drag that that they do which is incredible. incredibly artistic yeah and just and it's out of the so box good. thinking yeah yeah geneva is just on another fucking planet like i just <laughs> i like i i perform with them quite a, well i mean not quite a bit but like when i do perform with them i just sit there just gobsmacked i'm just like mm. i want to spend a day in your brain and just like <laughs> holy balls yeah mm. so good i have one more question tell me um and then then i'll let you go back to your Life? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want no. to. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing or one of your favorite things to do in Perth? doesn't have to be queer, but just Ooh. one of your favorite things to do. Go out and get a dirty burger. 
<laughs> is that what you Love mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Anywhere in particular? I mean, I, I like to eat, obviously, being Italian. So I like going out and trying new restaurants and trying new things. Um, yeah. I also love an escape room. I recently. Good. Oh, my Siri just popped off. She's like, what? Um, <laughs> oh, you said escape room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, let's go. Um, yeah. My friend um, Alaric introduced me to an escape room a little while ago, and now I'm obsessed with them. Oh, good. All right. I'm going to do an escape room with you because I'm yes, obsessed with them. I would love that. Um, and I'll leave you in there and lock the door. Oh, please. Honestly. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, when I do go out, out to do like things like an escape room or things that I don't normally get to do, I always like to do weird things. Mm. You know, things that I wouldn't normally do, I guess. And I, you will not find me in a nightclub if I'm not being paid to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm far too old for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even just and think- it's your work, I suppose. So. Ah, just thinking about going out and like, just yeah, no, no, no. I hate people. Same as you. We hate people. That's why we get along so well, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we hate people. So it's like, oh my gosh. You're performing X, which is your ten-year celebration at the court, um, every Friday mm-hmm. night in June, starting on the third of June in two weeks. Yes. Exactly. 10.30 and 11.30. I'll be there. Hopefully see you there. (laughs) Have you got these events marked down on your calendar? On the 24th of May, it's Pansexual and Panromantic Awareness Day. On the 26th of May, Perth LGBTI Professionals at Market Grounds. On the 27th of May, Head along to Bears Perth Annual General Meeting and Den Night at Loughton Park. Also on the 27th of May is the Traffic Light Party by Cherry Bomb at Lucy's Love Shack. On the 28th of May, we remember LGBTQIA plus Domestic Violence Awareness Day. And June is US Pride Month. Starting on the 3rd of June and all the way to the end of June, Ferocious presents X at the court. On the 4th of June is Perth Steamworks Glow 80s Neon Sweat Party. On the 5th of June, it is HIV Long-Term Survivors Awareness Day. And on the 6th of June is Perth Gay Social Club's private screening of Jurassic World Dominion at Palace Cinema, Rain Square. Right, this episode's community question is quite an interesting one. Uh, how do you know if you're non-binary? I myself identify as genderqueer, which falls into that um, kind of umbrella of non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose for me, uh, I latched onto the term genderqueer like a long, long time ago. And that's probably why, you know, way back when I don't remember non-binary being a thing. Um, but I really like the kind of the painting that um, that description paints of, of gender and queer and how for myself, you know, I don't necessarily identify as male, I don't necessarily identify as female. I feel like I'm a blend of the two. Even though my outward appearance, you know, most people probably perceive that to be male. A long time ago I made peace with that. Um, and I just, you know, try and be comfortable and happy with the body that I'm in. Um, and I've made a promise to myself that uh, when I'm a bit older, you know, when I'm closer to, say, retiring. So a couple of years. 
Thanks, Lottie. You're Thanks. welcome. You're welcome. I'm there with you. It's okay. You first, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when I'm close to retiring, say, uh, that I will fully embrace the the external appearance um, and really own that genderqueer identity. But um, for me, it's right now, it's what I how I perceive myself in my head, like, you know, I fully embrace it. Um, I really love my pronouns, so I, you know, use they, them, he, him, and that's, yeah, all part of my identity and how I see myself. Mm. Coming back to the question, I don't think there is a straightforward answer for that. No, I agree. Um, I think that's just part of your own journey. Um, Just read up about it. Um, There's, you know, these days there's so many identities out there, you know, just spend time understanding them, seeing how they resonate with you. Uh, You may find none of them resonate with you. There are also groups out there like Transfolk WA who can put you in touch with people that identify as non-binary and you can have conversations with them. um, And that might help inform uh, how you see yourself. Mm. I think you're right that it's not that simple um, male and female is so binary. It's black and white and life is not black and white. Uh, you may have aspects of, of masculinity, aspects of femininity. Uh, and if you don't feel that you need that label of one or the other so that you have that freedom to identify at, at one point in your life as masculine and another point in your life as feminine or a mix of both, then feel free not to have to identify as male or female. Groups like Transfolk and and other organisations can help with that. Maybe they're a counsellor. So Perth Holistic Counselling that we interviewed a few episodes ago, um, you know, different people that you can talk to may help you come to our realisation that maybe you are male, maybe you are female, Maybe you're in between. So, yeah, definitely talking about it would help. And also, you know, there are definitely people out there who identify as non-binary who see that identity as neither male or female. It's something, you know, in of itself. So, yeah, it's, that's just totally up to you to explore and uh, see what resonates with you. Right, end of another episode. Clint, what did you learn today? So I learned that uh, you're not the only asshole, Oddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Please elaborate. Oh, that's, that's all. Oh, that's it? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> no, I learned that uh, fr- from you, actually, um, mm-hmm. that in the human body, there is a sphincter called the sphincter of Oddie, O-D-D-I, <laughs> and it refers to the smooth muscle that surrounds the end portion of the common bile duct and pancreatic duct. There you go. I am a pretty smooth muscle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I learned that uh, if you hire drag queens and they can't make it to a gig, just slap on a bit of makeup and a wig yourself and you'll be a drag queen for the next 10 years. (laughs) Love it. That's uh, some quality advice from Ferocious. Yes, it is. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. So thanks again to our producer, Scott. And also to Scott Holmes Music for all the tunes. We'd love your feedback. You can contact us by sliding into our DMs on Insta or Facebook at Queer Perth. You can also message us through our website, queerperth.com. 
And make sure you follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with all of your friends. We're here for the community and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey no. Tap that a couple of times just to try and record things. I'm trying to catch things. Man. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes you have all the fun while it's not recording. That's what he right. said. Oh.